0: Learn how at usps.com slash advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1523. Should You Invest in Marijuana Stocks? By Vitaly Kassanelson of contrarianedge.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is a show where I narrate posts from thought leaders in personal finance every single day of the year in 10 minutes or less. And with that, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. Should You Invest in Marijuana Stocks? By Vitaly Casanelson of ContrarianEdge.com Question, what do you think about investing in marijuana stocks? We have a great front row view of this industry as Colorado was one of the earlier states to legalize marijuana. We think making money on marijuana Cannabis with high content of intoxicating THC and hemp, cannabis that contains low content of THC, will be very difficult. You don't want to own growers. There's a good reason why pot is called weed. It is a weed. You cannot name a single company that is the best and most profitable parsley, basil, or cilantro grower, and for good reason it's a commodity. Though there are temporary abnormal profits to be captured when growing cannabis, it's restricted and tightly zoned. Once marijuana is more widely legalized and zoning laws are loosened, capitalism kicks into high gear and excess profits get squeezed out of the system. There's no competitive advantage that can be achieved and then sustained in growing cannabis. Then there are the medical applications. The stories we hear make you wanna consume CBD or hemp extract, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But handicapping winners and losers in that space is very difficult. A few listed companies trade at astronomical dot-com-like valuations. At the end of the day, if there are medical benefits from pot or hemp extracts, pharmaceutical companies, which have plenty of experience in conducting clinical trials, marketing, and bringing medicine to consumers, will be the ones to profit. This space looks like dot-coms in the 90s. A few companies will succeed but they'll only be obvious with the benefit of hindsight. Most stocks, simply due to their astronomical valuations, will end up having a date with their maker. Finally, you have branded recreational products. We think this is where the money is going to be made. There's not much difference between marketing recreational pot and cigarettes. Again, you can't name a wealthy tobacco grower because tobacco, just like marijuana or hemp, is a commodity. All the value in cigarettes is captured by branded cigarette companies. States that have legalized marijuana are collecting extra tax revenues and to some degree are reaping extra benefits at the expense of the states that have yet to legalize, as they attract marijuana tourists from other states where pot is still illegal. Today, recreational marijuana is legal in 10 states and medical use is legal in 23 states. Legalization for medical use has historically been the first baby step to full legalization. In a few years, over two-thirds of the states will have legalized marijuana. With many states legalizing marijuana, the floodgates are cracked open more widely, and at some point the dam will burst as people realize the absurdity of law that makes pot legal in this or that state but illegal on the federal level. Here's an example. Recreational marijuana is legal in Nevada and California, adjacent states, but bringing pot from Nevada to California is illegal because the federal government controls interstate commerce. It is really a question of when, not if, the federal government legalizes marijuana. Then it will be possible to build national pot brands. This is where the money will be made. Cigarette companies are the best equipped to be major players here. They know how to grow or at least deal with farmers who grow and distribute that other weed, tobacco. They're also great at manufacturing and marketing. They have enormous capital that they're burning to put to work. Marijuana may give them another lease on life since their core tobacco business surely looks like a melting ice cube while the temperature goes on rising as cigarette smoking in the US and Europe becomes less and less socially acceptable and continues to decline. You just listened to the post titled, Should You Invest in Marijuana Stocks by Vitaly Casanelson with contrarianedge.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news there's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kids' college. USPS Ground Advantage, Simple, Affordable, Reliable. And a quick note, he has a disclaimer at the end which I've read to you before, but to quickly sum it up, as with all of the posts I read to you on here, this is not financial advice. The author, and us over here at Optimal Finance Daily, always recommend doing your due diligence. I appreciated Vitaly's thoughtfulness here in taking a look at the potential new sectors for investing. If you're going to be an active investor, this kind of research is certainly required. But this also highlights why I choose to invest in index funds versus specific companies, industries, and individual stocks. I'm not sure I'd be willing to do the research and digging that Vitaly did to come to his conclusions. And while the reasoning for why you would or wouldn't invest in something may be sound, at the end of the day, which stocks will succeed or fail is always going to be an educated guess. Index funds are portfolios of stocks or bonds designed to mimic the composition and performance of a financial market index, for example, the S&P 500. When any individual holding loses value, at a certain point, it will be delisted from the index and replaced by stocks that are performing better. So in this sense, index funds are said to be self-cleansing. If publicly traded companies within the marijuana sector prove to be good investments, They'll eventually make it into an index, and then I'll be investing in them without ever having to do this kind of research. Even Warren Buffett is on board with index funds. He says, quote, a low-cost index fund is the most sensible equity investment for a great majority of investors. By periodically investing in an index fund, the know-nothing investor can actually outperform most investment professionals. And that should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll be back tomorrow as usual. So I'll see you there on the Wednesday show where your optimal life awaits.